so we are doing canto 9 chapter 21 it is called the dynasty of bharata now for the next two three chapters we are going to just do how the dynasty progresses so that we have to come to the genesis of krishna so it's a very interesting uh, week next ahead of us so let us try to see how best we can finish this two three chapters Sukhdev Goswami said because Bharadwaja was delivered of the Marut demigods he was known as Vithata the son of Vithata was Manyu and from Manyu came five sons Brahakshatra <coughs> Jaya Mahavirya Nara and Garga of these five the one known as Nara had a son named Sankriti O Maharaj Parikshit descendant of Pandu Sankriti had two sons named Guru and Rantidev Rantidev is famous in both his worlds and the next for he is glorified not only in human society but also in the society of the demigods Rantidev never endeavored to earn anything he would enjoy whatever he got from the arrangement of providence but when guests came he would give them everything thus he underwent considerable suffering along with the members of his family indeed he and his family members shivered for a want of food and water yet Rantidev always remained sober Once after fasting for 48 days in the morning Rantidev received some water and some food stuff made with milk and ghee <coughs> milk and ghee and when he and his family were about to eat a brahmana guest arrived because Rantidev perceived the presence of supreme godhead everywhere and in every living entity he received the guest with respect and faith and gave him a share of his food the brahmana guest ate his share and then went away Thereafter having divided the remaining food with his relatives Ranti they were just about to eat his own share when a shudra guest arrived seeing the shudra in a relationship with the supreme personality of godhead seeing king ranti dev gave him also a share of the food when the shudra went away another guest arrived surrounded by dogs and said o king i and my company of dogs are very hungry please give us something to eat with great respect king ranti dev offered the balance of the food to the dogs and the master of the food who had come as a guest the king offered them all respects and obeisances thereafter only the drinking water remained but there was in only enough to satisfy one person but when the king was just about to drink it a chandala appeared and said o king although i am low born kindly give me some drinking water agreed at hearing the pitiable words of the poor fatigued chandala maharaj anti dev spoke the following nectarian words I do not pray to the supreme personality of godhead for the eight perfections of the mystic yoga nor for salvation from repeated births and deaths I only want to stay among all the living entities and suffer all distresses on their behalf so that they may be freed from sufferings by offering my water to maintain the life of all the poor chandala who is struggling to live I have been freed from all hunger thirst and fatigue I think that Dataraj's uh, mic is on trembling of the body moroseness distress lamentation and illusion having spoken thus king rantidev although on the verge of death because of thirst gave his own portion of water to the chandala without hesitation for the king was naturally very kind and sober demigods like brahma and lord shiva who can satisfy all material ambitious men by giving them the rewards they desire they manifested their own identities before king rantidev for it was they who had presented themselves as the brahmana shudra chandala and so on 
king and they had no ambition to enjoy material benefits from the demigods he offered them obeisances but because he was actually attached to lord vishnu vasudev the supreme personality of godhead he fixed his mind on lord vishnu's lotus feet oh maharaj parikshit because king ranti dev was pure devotee always krishna conscious and free from all material desires the lord's illusory energy maya could not exhibit herself before him on the contrary for him maya entirely vanished exactly like a dream all those who followed the principles of king ranti dev were today totally favored by the mercy and became pure devotee attached to the supreme personality of godhead narayana thus they all became the best of the yogis from garga so we will will stop here and then i'll just give you the idea about what happened because it seems like a very strange kind of an incident so let us see how this whole thing okay there are another four five more so i'll let me finish the, the chapter and then i'll come to it from garga came a son named shini and the son was gargya all through gargya was a kshatriya there came from him a generation of brahmanas from mahavirya came a son named pratikshaya whose son was tarayuni kavi and pushkaruni although these sons were pratikshayas took birth in a dynasty of kshatriyas they too attended the position of brahmanas bhrakshatra had a son named hasti who established the city of hastinapur from king hasti came three sons named ajmida vimida and purumida these descendants of ajmida headed by priyameda all achieved the position of brahmanas from ajmida came a son named bhradsu from bhradsu a son named brahadhanu from brahadhanu a son named brahadkaya and from brahadkaya a son named jayadrat the son of jayadrat was vishada and his son was satyanjit the son of satyanjit was ruchishrava dhardhanu kashya and vatsa king nipa begot a son named brahadatta through the womb of his wife kritvi who had a daughter named shuka and daughter of shuka <coughs> and brahmadat who was a great yogi begot a son named Vish- vishwaksena through the womb of his wife saraswati following the instructions of the great sage jagishavya vishwaksena was a complied an elaborate description of the mystic yoga system from vishwaksena udaksena was born and from udaksena bhallata all these sons were known as descendants of bhradasu the son of vimida was yavinara whose son was kritvan the son was kritvan was known as satyadrithi satyadrithi came a son named dhradneni whose who became the father of superswa <coughs> from superswa came a son named sumati from sumati came sanatiman and from sanatiman came kriti who achieved mystic power from brahma and got six samitas of the panchashama verse of the samved the son of kriti was nipa the son of nipa udhagya urdhagya do yudha the urdhagya dakshema from shema came suvira and the son of suvira was ripunjaya from ripunjaya came a son named bahurata bahupurinmida was a sonless Ajmida had a son named Nila by his wife known as Nalini and the son of Nila was Shanti. The son of Shanti was Sushanti. The son of Sushanti was Puruja. And the son of Puruja was Arka. From Arka came Brahmeshwara. And from Brahmeshwara came five sons Murgala, Yavinara, Brahadvishwa, Kampila and Sanjaya. Brahmeshwara prayed to his sons, "Oh my son, please take charge of the five states. From you are quite competent to do so." Thus the five sons were known as Panchalas. and from mudgala came a dynasty of brahmanas named as 
Maudgalya. Maudgala, the son of Brahmaswa, had twin children, one male and other female. The male child was known as Divodasa and the female child was known as Ahalya. From the womb of Ahalya, by the semen of her husband Gautama, came a son named Satananda. From Satananda was Satyadri, who was expert in archery and the son of Satyadri was Saradvan. When Saradvan made Urvashi, he discharged semen which fell in the clump of Saragras. From this semen was born all auspicious babies, one male and another female. While Maharashtra Santanu was on a hunting excursion, he saw the male and female child lying in the forest and out of compassion he took them home. Consequently, the male child was known as Kripa and the female child was known as Kripi. Kripi later became the wife of Dronacharya. So we have come to the end of the chapter. Now let me go back to this entire chapter which was talking about a king named Rantidev. Now what exactly happened during that particular king's time? Rantidev is the beginning of a dynasties. Dynasties of Krishna, by the way. The whole thing is finally going to end up to the birth of Krishna. Now, what was it all about? Rantidev was a, a purely a very, very divine being. Now, when a divine being is born on this planet Earth, even if they are born in a kingly womb, that means they are born in a very big palace and amongst all the servants and this and that and they are born to a king, yet their life is only full of service to mankind. They are not there for the, for the sake of you know, eating, drinking, uh, creating more and more empires for themselves or more and more acquiring more and more land. That is not what they are after. They are basically over there so that they can complete their devotion to the Divine Lord. So you will find that once when he had completed a very big fast of many many days, at that point in time what happened was he met Indra. You know, all these demigods, they appeared to him one by one, asked him for different different things that means whatever he was eating they came and asked for it whatever he was drinking they came and asked for it they came as Shudra or Chandra why was all this said isn't it like when you say you know you found that uh, one person came with the dogs another person just came like that and asked for water so on and so forth you'll find what exactly does this transpire what exactly does it mean all these demigods who came to test him out were actually trying to find out whether his devotion can get shaken. Remember, the first person who came over there, after eating whatever he had offered, could have offered him a benediction. The benediction could be offered at that point in time. Or the second time when Brahmaji or maybe Indra who came over there, he could have also offered. Because he ate from that person's thali. But why is it that these people didn't offer him anything but in the end when the whole story was finished they came and they said that I am so and so. What was this? At that point in time Rantidev is definitely saying he says that I don't care for even the Ashtasiddhis. I am not interested in these petty benefits of the material order. You know how much we care for our material 
uh, aggrandizement. You know, we just want so much money. We just want so many good clothes. We want good houses, good cars, good this, good that. Every time when you get caught in these material things, you cannot meet the next person. Think about it. You cannot go to the next level. You are trapped over there. You may be Ranti there, you might be Krishna himself. You know, it does not really matter. Because if you are falling down at the first step or the second step or the third step, how can you proceed ahead? Think about it from that perspective. Let us say the demigod offers you something nice. He says, okay, fine. I'll give you a five-star stay. Okay, come and stay in my Indra, Indra, Indra Puri. Okay. <laughs> and here you will get to enjoy everything. Now, if that is the case, then you are completely gone. You are finished. You can never grow in your life ever. If you succumb to the stupidest things on planet earth, just think about it. You just want the good food. You know, people say these words, you know, I don't care for anything. Those who are in spiritual, they keep on talking like this. I don't care for anything. I just want God. And only He should give me little food to eat. Okay. So that, that's, that's what you are asking for. Just imagine this. Okay. That means you are saying, God, I don't want you. I mean, I want you. But can you also offer me some good food? Now let us say you are, you are a very poor man. Okay, you are a very poor man and you get to eat a very simple food. I mean, you get to eat just some pure bread and water or something like that. And here you are telling God, God, I don't want anything in this world. I don't want a house. I don't want good clothes. I don't want this. I don't want that. But give me some food to eat. And then what happens? You get food to eat. Maybe biryani or something like that. Then what happens to you? You have succumbed to that particular thing. Succumb, it does not mean that you should not eat. I will clarify this sentence in the end. But let us say, now since you are on the spiritual path, this happens to you. And then you get to eat some very nice food. Then what happens? I am sure, you know, those who have heard this story before, I will repeat it for you. Or those who haven't heard, I will tell you. Uh, there was a very great Brahmana who came to Ramdas, Ramdas, Samartha Ramdas, the guru of uh, Shivaji Maharaj. And uh, when he came to him, the reason why he came to him is he thought, you know, he is such a great sage. So maybe, you know, he has got the ability to give me some good food to eat so that I will live here. After this, I don't have to bother about food and all that. So, but Ramdas told him, you have to go out, beg and come. So he went out two, three days. But then he found that this was very easy for him, in a very, uh, very difficult for him. It's not so easy. So he said to Ramdas that I want to go to the neighboring village. And he goes over there and he searches out a Brahmana, another person who is always giving good bhojanam, good food to people. And he tells that Brahmana, he says, can I, can I be over here? I want to be your disciple. So the, that particular Brahmana from that village says, okay, you can stay over here. 
and after a few days he keeps on saying you know that uh, samarth ramdas who is there yeah, he is such a stupid fellow i mean he could definitely uh, eat some good food but no what he does is he gets this uh, shidori i mean things from the village you know and then he cooks uh, some uh, chapati bakris bakri we call it bakri is that uh, uh, thing which you pat and make hmm? tortillas huh? tortillas isn't <laughs> yeah mexican tortillas those kind of things so he makes that and he burns them on a leaves and then he gives me to eat this is so stupid you know when you can have some good food so that brahmana says ki uh, uh, is that so so he says yeah i don't want to be his student after this ever again i want to be your student so that you know you can you give me such good food to eat and after that the brahmana asks him ki do you know some vedas and some some you know nice verses so he says yeah, yeah i know them so you see where did you learn them from your guru and that is samarth ramdas he says now you have to go and return them back to him you see you cannot take somebody you cannot have two gurus you know you can have only one you have to return whatever you have taken from the first guru back to him so he comes to samarth ramdas and says to him you know uh, he says i'm sorry you know you can't give me even good food to eat there i met one nice brahman fellow and he is teaching me also and he is uh, he is giving me nice food to eat so i have come to return back all the teaching that you have given so samarth ramdas looks up at him and says okay that's all right no problem do one thing you just drink a little bit of water so he drinks you know a glass full of water and then he says now you just spit it out when you spit it out okay when you spit it out all that i taught will come out from that you know from that water so when he actually spits out what happens the words are formed on the ground on whatever he has learned from his guru <laughs> yeah the guru mantra comes out <laughs> and then he says now bye to you i am going to the fellow who is given me nice food to eat and he goes to this other guru and then he tells that guru see i have this new brahmana who is there who has given him good food to eat he tells him see the thing is i have uh, left my guru ramdas you know he is no longer my guru anyway uh, all bullshit he used to teach me and uh, uh, i have given back his whatever mantra that he has so this brahmana asks him how did you do that so he says i just took some water in my mouth and i spit it out and the mantra was gone he says do you know i am also his disciple by the way and his mantra is the same as what i can give you i'm sorry i cannot keep you as my disciple after this ever again because you have gone uski tauhin ki hai you have gone and you have disobeyed you have you have said something bad about your guru so you don't deserve to be here what i am trying to convey to you over here is simply this even a person can succumb to food that person can succumb to clothes that person can succumb to just some place of shelter you know you can just stay in one place and you can succumb to that ranti dev was not at all interested in any of these things so even the last glass of water that he had he offered it to whoever came to his door he said when krishna is there he will take care of me why should i bother about all these things and in the end of the story it is mentioned that he is achieving krishna 
and the most important part of it all was what that you don't need any of these material things in this world what was happening was the maya of the lord was enticing a person the maya of the lord says oh do you want this water drink it do you want this food eat it do you want this clothes wear it if you succumb to any of these things and if you say ah 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 i'll have a glass of water ah 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 i'll have nice food or oh, this food is come to me okay i'll have it that is where you are succumbing and that is where you have fallen down the most important part is never come under the spell of maya maya is very beautiful to look at she she tells you oh this is so nice food you know you will never get it after the next 10 days anyway leaving this place and going somewhere else na iske baad khane ko nahi milega abhi kha ke lo think about it you know we have we not done this kind of a thing suppose you are going on on a long journey you want to first get full in your stomach and then only leave isn't it but if you are a bhakt of krishna you don't have to worry about what is there in store for you because he will ensure that you will get it that is number 1 number 2 don't succumb to maya because maya is very very enticing she is in beautiful colors she comes in beautiful colors and she tells you oh i am nice food eat me i am good clothes wear me i am nice houses stay over here and that is what rantadev is trying to tell you so does it mean that you are sub- now i will i am answering that question which might have arisen in your mind does it mean that you are supposed to not accept things no it doesn't mean that if it comes naturally to you what does naturally mean without any compulsion or without any kind of force you are not allowing your mind to rethink 10 times should i eat it should i not should i eat it should i not should i eat it should i not should i wear should i not should i wear should i not should i take this should i not take this you got what i am saying if these questions are plaguing your mind then know for sure that that is not meant for you and you are taking it means you are trapped in the cycle of karma but if you take a decision on the spot decision means you is not a decision at the end of the day remember this that thing has been put in right in front of your nose so that you can just take it and move on not keep on juggling in your mind oh, oh that is nice oh this is good oh that is like it is like a mejwani mejwani means you know that big feast that is there there are 50 pieces 50 different 56 different chappan bhog hai wahan pe you know chappan bhog different different good stuff to eat and uh, one day I, i was very surprised you know in chappan bhog i was eating chappan bhog one day i was offered in one of the krishna's houses so temples so i was given one karela to eat so i asked i looked at the karela and i said this is what chappan bhog or what <laughs> so, so the people said yeah 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 we are offering this and that and there were so many other things you know which which were not even conforming to chappan bhog but a karela was also offered as chappan bhog and it it was very funny so they said don't worry it is not kadwa i said why because it is roasted nicely so they said okay fine <laughs> so that was just a joke so 
anyway, coming back to this. So if there is a chappan bhog kept in front of you, you know, uh, do you know, have you seen how you stand with a plate in your hand and you are saying, should I take this sweet or this sweet or this sweet or this sweet? Or maybe, you know, when you are standing for a desert, there are some seven, eight pieces of desert, you know, some rasgullas, gulab jamuns, this, that and on. You know, you are wondering, should I take this? Should I take that? And then you, you think about it after some time. You know, if I take this, I can put some ice cream on top of it and I can put some topping also, then I can have it. And after you go to your table, you finish eating and then you say, Oh, that other thing was very good, maybe I should go and take that. You know, this is what is called rethinking. No. <laughs> what comes to you naturally, take it, move away. Don't. The more you think about it, it's not coming naturally to you. You are forcing your mind to do that. You are forcing in your mind to get that. So don't go, what is, you know, saying that I want to do this, I want to do that. No, no need. I know many a times, you know, those, those who have seen me, I know there was a very funny incident in, in one of my disciples' houses. I had gone over there. And I told that person very clearly, I said to him that, you know, uh, I take only once in a thali. Second helping I will not take. I'll just take only once and that's it. Don't, don't keep on pouring more and more. So, after that, uh, he just served me some three items in the thali. He had made lot of them and they <laughs> only three items. And then he's telling his wife, Guruji doesn't have after this. <laughs> and the wife just came with that thing. Now what should I do? I said, okay, give. So that, uh, so it was a very funny incident. What I was trying to tell them was, see, I take everything at one go and after that I don't go for what is called as a second helping. But in our world, you know how people are. We love to do that. That is succumbing to your tastes, you know, the taste buds. You can take once and you can finish it off. God has given you once something nice things to eat, no? Take it, finish it off, you don't need to go for the second. If you go for the second, you are rethinking about something. Your mind is there and it's telling you, oh, that, that, uh, that, that something, you know, the, some, some item was so very nice, huh? Suppose you are having chaat. Oh, that Pani Puri was nice. I'll go for second round, third round. <laughs> you know, and on top of it, the funny part, okay, I'll give you one idea about the chart. In chart, you should see in, in, uh, in Delhi, okay. They will say, you know, Eh, bhaiya, wo tumhari chutney bhot achi hai, aur do dena. And that bhaiya will give, tang tang. And then he will say, एक क्या खाली चटनी दिया थोड़ा सा इसके ऊपर से वो तुम्हारा मसाला भी डालो ना अच्छा मसाला भी डाला अच्छा ये सिर्फ ऐसा थोड़ी खा सकते दो पूरी भी दो बोले व्हाट दे हैव एंडेड अप गेटिंग वन एंड अ हाफ टाइम्स ऑफ व्हाट दे हैव ऑलरेडी ईटन सो वी हैव दिस काइंड ऑफ पीपल हु विल कीप ऑन आस्किंग फॉर एडिशनल स्टफ दिस इज व्हाट आई मेंट एनीथिंग दैट कम्स टू यू नेचुरली is what is coming in your name. But the more you are thinking about it, the more you think about it, the more you cogitate on it, the more you want, like desires come up, that is what you need to avoid. So those who are in the spiritual, they 
take what comes to them naturally it doesn't mean that you cannot aspire by the way in that means you will say guruji you said you know i should not look out for a, a, a ceo's job positions when did i ever say that i i never said like that suppose you got a general manager's position take it who is saying it is not there for you is it's coming your way no so you should take it it doesn't mean you shouldn't aspire aspirations are a part of our life we aspire for greater things just like we aspire in the spiritual world to reach the state of perfection everybody is aspiring isn't it we are all aspiring to reach the state of perfection it doesn't mean that you give up on that what i meant is simply this what is coming your way coming naturally you understand something that happens to be on the way what tickle comes in the way go there <laughs> so it's like that so if something something comes very naturally to you take it don't worry about it understand so ranti dev was trying to tell how to be a spiritually perfect person so we are now going to do chapter 22 which is the descendants of ajmida okay we'll try to complete this thing uh, because we we have to move to a new canto which is 10th canto which is the beginning of the stories of krishna and that is a huge one that will go on for quite some time okay because we are going to do his stories in detail hmm? Sukadev so, Goswami said O king the son of Divodasa was Mitrayo and from Mitrayo came four sons named Chavana Sudesha Sahadev and Somaka Somaka was the father of Jantu Somaka had 100 sons of whom the youngest was Prasata from Prasata was born king Drupada now Drupada is entered the scene remember who Drupada is Drupad king Drupad son was uh, daughter was Draupadi who was opulent in all supremacy from maharaj draupadi uh, from maharaj drupad draupadi was born so now you know no how the descendants came up maharaj drupad also had many sons headed by drishtadumna from drishtadumna came a son named drashtketu and from these personalities are known as the descendants of brahmeswa or as the dynasty of panchala panchala panchali remember panchala panchali yes good Another son of Ajmida, also known as Raksha, from Raksha came a son named Samvarna, and from Samvarna, through the womb of his wife Tapati, the daughter of the sun god, came Kuru, the king of Kurukshetra. So now the Kuru dynasty, how it came into the picture? Uh, now Kurukshetra also is there, remember, and the Kurus, the Pandavas and the Kurus, right? So Kuru had four sons: Parikshi, Sudhanu, Jahanu, and Nisada. From Sudhanu. Suhotra was born and from Suhotra Chavana from Chavana Kriti was born the son of Kriti was Uparichara Vasu and from his son were headed by Bharata were born Kusumba Matsya Pratyagra and Chedipa all the sons of Uparichara Vasu became the rulers of Chedi dynasty Chedi dynasty is also very important because you will meet this entire dynasty in the Mahabharata war okay from brahadrata kusagra was born from kusagra rashava and from rashava satyata the son of satyata was pushpavan and the son of pushpavan was jahu to the womb of another wife brahadrata begot two halves of a son <coughs> when the mother saw these two halves she rejected them but later a she demon named jara 
playfully joined them and said come to life come to life thus a son named jarasandha was born jarasandha is extremely important to us because jarasandha is going to play the role of the biggest villain in the life of shri krishna okay so now you know how jarasandha was two different edges uh, two different uh, that is right and the left side of a body and they were bo- they were brought together by this particular demon called jara and that's how that person called jarasand from jarasand came a son named sahadeva from sahadeva somapi and from somapi srutsarva the son of kuru also known as parikshi had no sons but the son of kuru called jahanu had a son named suratha from suratha came a son named vidurata from whom sarvabhoma was born from sarvabhoma came jayasena and from jayasena radhika and from radhika ayutayu from ayutayu came a son named akrodhana and from his son came devatiti the son of devatiti was raksha the son of raksha was dilipa and the son of dilipa was pratipa the son of pratipa was devapi santanu and bhalika devapi left the kingdom for of his father and went to the forest and therefore Santanu became the king Santanu who was the previous birth also known as Mahabisha had the ability to transform anyone from old age to youth simply by touching that person with his hands because the king was able to make everyone happy for sense gratification primarily by the touch of his hand his name was Santanu once when there was no rainfall in the kingdom for 12 years and the king consulted his learned brahmanas brahmanical advisers they said your faulty of enjoying at the property of your elder brother for this elevation of your kingdom and home you should return the kingdom to him when the brahmana said this maharashantanu went to the forest and requested his elder brother devapi to take charge of the kingdom and it is the kingdom of the duty of the king to maintain his subjects previously however shantanu's minister Ashravara had instigated some brahmanas to induce Devapi to transgress the injunctions of the Vedas and thus make himself unfit for the post of a ruler the brahmanas deviated Devapi from the path of the vedic principle and therefore when asked by santanu they did not agree to accept the post of a ruler on the contrary he blasphemed the vedic principles and therefore became fallen under the circumstances Shantanu again became the king and Indra being pleased showered rains Devapi later took up the path of mystic yoga to control his mind and senses and went to the village named Kalpagrama where he is still living After the dynasty of the moon god came to an end in the age of Kali Devapi in the beginning of the name sat next satyuga will reestablish the Soma dynasty in this world from Bahalika that is the brother of Shantanu came a son named Somadatta who had three sons named Bhuri, Bhurishrava and Sala. Now all these children are going to be again useful in the Mahabharata. Okay? From Shantanu to the womb of his wife named Ganga came Bhishma, the exalted son, self-realized devotee and the learned scholar. Now see this. Shantanu, he also meets Ganga on the way and that is how the son called Bhishma is born. So now we are actually establishing the credentials of everybody who was going to fight in the Mahabharat war. All right? Bhishma was the foremost of the warriors. When he defeated Lord Parshuram in a fight, Lord Parshuram was very satisfied with him. By the semen of Santanu in the womb of Satyavati, the daughter of fishermen, 
चित्रकला तू बघ चित्रांकडा फ्रॉम होम विचित्र विचित्रवीर्य वॉज द यंगर ब्रदर वॉज किल्ड बाय अ गंधर्वा वॉज ऑल्सो नेम अ चित्रांकडा सत्यवती बिफोर अर मॅरेज टू शांतनू गेव बर्थ टू द मास्टर अथॉरिटी ऑफ द वेदास व्यासदेव नोन ॲज कृष्णद्वयपना हूज बिगॉटन द सन बाय बिगॉटन बाय प्रशारा मुनी फ्रॉम व्यासदेव आय दॅट इज सुखदेव गोस्वामी वॉज बॉर्न अँड फ्रॉम हिम आय स्टडी द ग्रेट वर्क्स ऑफ द लिटरेचर सो इवन द पर्सन हू हॅज रिटन द महाभारता इज ऑल्सो एंटर्ड द पिक्चर व्यास मुनी इज देअर अँड नाव सुखदेव गोस्वामी इज ऑल्सो देअर बिकॉज ही इज द वन हू इज टेलिंग दिस पर्टिक्युलर पुराण इज इंट इट श्रीमद भगवतम आय स्टडी दिस ग्रेट वर्क ऑफ लिटरेचर कॉल्ड श्रीमद भगवतम द इन्कार्नेशन ऑफ गॉड हेड वेद व्यास रिजेक्टिंग इज डिसायपल हेडेड बॅट पायला इन्स्ट्रक्टेड श्रीमद भगवतम टू मी बिकॉज आय वॉज फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल मटेरियल डिझायर्स आफ्टर अंबिका अँड अंबालिका द टू डॉटर्स ऑफ काशीराज व टेकन अवे बाय फोर्स ना अंबिका अँड अंबालिका आर ऑल्सो एक्स्ट्रीमली इम्पॉर्टंट टू अस वेन वी कम टू द स्टोरी ऑफ भीष्म सो इवन कीप दॅम इन माइंड दॅट वी आर गोइंग टू एंटर ऑल दी स्टोरीज वन आफ्टर दी अदर दे ऑल कम ॲट वन टाईम बिकॉज एव्हरी देर इज ऑल प्रिन्सिपल कॅरेक्टर्स आर देअर एव्हरी प्रिन्सिपल कॅरेक्टर इन दी इन द महाभारत हॅज अ स्टोरी टू टेल सो वी आर गोइंग टू लर्न अबाउट ऑल दी स्टोरीज ओके आफ्टर अंबिका अँड अंबालिका द टू डॉटर्स ऑफ काशीराज वर टेकन अवे बाय फोर्स विचित्र वेरिया मॅरिड दॅम बट बिकॉज ही वॉज टू अटॅच टू इज टू वाईफ्स ही हॅड अ हार्ट अटॅक अँड डायड ऑफ ट्युबर क्लॉसेस बद्रायणा श्री व्यासदेव फॉलोइंग द ऑर्डर्स ऑफ हिज मदर सत्यावती वी गॉट थ्री सन्स टू बाय द वूम ऑफ अंबिका अँड अंबालिका द टू वाईफ्स ऑफ द ब्रदर विचित्र वेरिया अँड द थर्ड बाय विचित्र वेरियाज मेड सर्वंट दिस सन्स व धृतराष्ट्र पांडू अँड विदुरा so now we have got the whole line complete so you have dhritarashtra also then you have pandu also and then you have vidura also so how did this people come about from the two wives of the brothers vichitra virya and the third by vichitra virya's made servant so there are three so badrayana vyasdev following the orders of his mother so व्यास मुनी ही वॉज फॉलोइंग द ऑर्डर ऑफ हिज मदर सत्यवती बी गॉट थ्री सन्स टू वाय द वूम ऑफ अंबिका अँड अंबालिका द टू वाईफ्स ऑफ हिज ब्रदर्स ओके विचित्र वीर्या अँड द थर्ड बाय विचित्र वीर्याज मेड सर्वंट दॅट इज धृतराष्ट्र पांडू अँड विदुरा सो नाव आय थिंक द होल लाईन इज कम्प्लीट राईट धृतराष्ट्रज वाईफ वॉज गांधारी she gave birth to 100 sons and one daughter o king the oldest of the son was duryodhana and the daughter's name was dosala pandu was restrained from sexual life because of having been cursed by a sage and therefore his three sons yudhishthir bhima and arjun was begotten through the womb of his wife kunti by dharmaraj by the demigod controlling the wind and by the demigod controlling the rain so who are these three sons these three sons are blessed by the three gods the first is dharmaraj that is yudhishthir is coming from dharmaraj the demigod controlling the wind who is that you get you get the second son which is bhima and the demigod controlling the rain the rain god is controlled and who is the person that comes from that is called arjuna so you have yudhishthir bhima and arjuna who are granted by three demigods 
Pandu's second wife, Madri, gave birth to Nakula and Sahadev, who were begotten by the two Ashwini Kumars. So these are two Ashwini Kumars who have blessed the second wife of Pandu. The five brothers headed by Yudhishthir begot five sons through the womb of Draupadi. These five sons were your uncles. From Yudhishthir came a son named Prativindya. From Bhima a son named Suratsena. And from Arjuna a son named Shrutakriti. And from Nakula a son named Satanika. All these are going to be there in the future war. O king, the son of Sahadev was Shrutakarma. Furthermore, Yudhishthir and his five brothers begot other sons in other wives. Yudhishthir begot a son named Devaka through the womb of Pauravi. And Bhimasena begot a son named Ghatatkoch through the wife Hidimba. Hidimba was a Rakshasi. Okay? And a son named Sarvagata through the wife Kali. Similarly, Sahadev had a son named Suhotra through his wife named Vijaya, who was the daughter of the king of the mountains. Nakula begot a son named Naramritra through his wife named Karanamudi. Similarly, Arjuna begot a son named Iravan through his wife known as Ulupi and the daughter of the Nagas and the son named Baharuvahana and the womb of the princess of Manipura. That is, Baharuvahana became the adopted son of the king of Manipura. See, uh, you know this is the dynasties which are coming after the war and during the war or before. So it's, it's all mixed up. So right now we are just following the tree. How this entire hereditary, hereditary also comes about. How we grow in that direction. That entire story is being laid out in front of you. How the character introduction. My dear King Parikshit, your father Abhimanyu was born from the womb of Subhadra. As a son of Arjuna. He was the conqueror of all the Atiratas. Those who could fight with 1000 chariots. From him, by the womb of Uttara, the daughter of Virajana, you were born. So Parikshit, how Parikshit came into the picture. After the Kuru dynasty was annihilated by in the battle of Kurukshetra, you were also about to be destroyed by the Brahmastra, that is atomic weapon released by the son of Dronacharya. But by the mercy of the Supreme Personality of God and Krishna, you were saved from death. My dear King, your four sons, Janmanjaya, Shrutsena, Bhimasena and Ugrasena are very powerful. Janmanjaya is the eldest. So now, the, the next generation after this. Because of your death by the Takshaka snake, your son Janmanjaya will be very angry and will perform a sacrifice to kill all the snakes in the world. After conquering throughout the world and after accepting Tura, the son of Kalasa, as the priest, Janmanjaya will perform Ashwamegh Yagya, from which he will be known as Turga Medhasta. The son of Janmanjaya, also known as Satanika, will learn from the Yajnavalka, the three Vedas and the art of performing ritualistic ceremony. He will learn the military art from Kripachari and the transcendental science from the sage Shona. The son of Satanika and Sahasranika and from him will come the son named Ashwamedha. From Ashwamedha will come Asri Asima Krishna and his son will be Nemi Chakra. When the town of Hastinapur, that is New Delhi, is inundated by the river, Nemi Chakra will live in the palace known as Kaushambi. His son will be celebrated as Chitrarath and the son of Chitrarath will be Suchirath. From Suchirath will come a son named Rishtiman and from this will come Surasena, will be the emperor of the entire world. The son of Surasena will be Sunita. The son will be Rakshakshu and from Rakshakshu will come a son named Sukhinala. 
From the son of Sukhinala will be Pariplava and from the son will be Sunanya. From Sunanya will come a son named Medhavi and from Medhavi Ripanjaya, from Ripanjaya Durva, from Durva Tini. From Tini will come Brahadrata, from Brahadrata Sudasa and from Sudasa Satanika, from Satanika will come Durdamana and from him will come a son named Mahinara. The son of Mahinara will be Dandapani and his son will be Nimi and from whom Shemeka will be born. I have now described to you the moon god dynasty, which is the source of Brahmanas and the Kshatriyas and in worship by the demigods and the great saints. In this Kali Yoga, Shemeka will be the last monarch. From now, now I shall describe to you the future of the Magadha dynasty. Please listen. So now we have ended one particular part of the dynasty. Now we are going to the next part of the dynasty. Sahadev, the son of Jarasandh, will have a son named Marjari. From Marjari will come Sutsarva, from Sutsarva Yatayu, and from Yatayu Niramitra. The son of Niramitra will be Shunakshatra. From Shunakshatra will come Brahatsena, and from Brahatsena Karamji. The son of Karamji will be Sutanjaya. The son of Sutanjaya will be Vipra. The son of will be Suchi. The son of Suchi will be Kshema. The son of Shema will be Suvrata, and from the Suvrata will be Dharmasutra. From Dharmasutra will come Sama, and from Sama Dhyumatsena, from Dhyumatsena Sumati and from Sumati Subala. From Subala will come Sunita, from Sunita Satyajit, from Satyajit Vishwajit, from Vishwajit Vipunjaya and all these future personalities will belong to the dynasty of Brahadrata which will rule the world for 1000 years. So this brings us to the end of the next chapter. I think we will finish the next one also. In the 23rd chapter, the dynasties of the sons of Yayati. It's just like that. So, Sudhya Goswami said, Anu, the fourth son of Yayati had three sons named Savanara, Chakshu and Paraneshu. O king, from Savanara came a son named Kalanara and from Kalanara came a son named Shrenjaya. From Shrenjaya came a son named Janmanjaya. From Janmanjaya came Mahasala. From Mahasala, Mahanama. <coughs> and from Mahanama, two sons named Kushinara and Titikshu. The four sons of Kushinara were Sibi, Vara, Krimi, Daksha, and from CB came four sons named Rashadharva, Sudhira, Madra, and Atmatatvavit, Keteya. The son of Titkekshu was Rushadrata, from Rushadrata Homa, from Homa Sutapa, and from Sutapa Bali. By the semen of Dirgatma, in the wife of Bali, the emperor of the world, son, six sons took birth, namely Anga, Vanga, Kalinga, Shuhma, Pundra, and Odra. And six sons headed by Anga later became king of the six states in the eastern states of India. These states are known by the names of their respective kings. From Anga came a son named Khalapana and from Khalapana came Divirata. Now, Anga Desh is a very important uh, uh, place for us because that is going to be uh, also writing. Uh, there is a lot of history will get written over there based on that. So remember this name also. Devirata came a son named Dharmarata and from his Chitraratha who was celebrated as Rompad. Rompad however was without issue. And therefore his son Maharaj Dasharatha gave him his own daughter named Santa. Rompada accepted as his daughter and thereafter he married Rishesringa. When the demigods from the heavenly planets failed to shower rains, Rishesringa was appointed the priest for performing a sacrifice. After being brought from the forest by the allurement of the prostitutes who dance stage theatrical performance, accompanied by music and embraced and worshipped him. After Rishishringa came the, the rain fell. Thereafter Rishishringa performed a sun-giving sacrifice on behalf of Maharaj Dasrath, 
who had no issue and then maharaj dashrath had sons from rompada by the mercy of rishishringa chaturanga was born and from chaturanga came tuthulaksha the son of jayadrath by the womb of his wife shambuti was vijaya and from vijaya dhriti was born from dhriti came dhratvarta from dhratvarta satkarma and from satkarma adhirata while playing on the bank of the ganga adhirata found a baby wrapped up in basket the baby had been left by kunti because he was born before she was married because adhirata had no sons he raised the baby as his own the son was later known as karna so we have introduced one more character called karna karna was <coughs> kunti's son who was begotten before marriage o king the only son of karna was rashasena duryu the third son of yayati had a son named bhavru and the son of bhavru was known as setu the son of setu was rabda arabda's son was gandhara and gandhara's son was dharma dharma's son was dhruta dhruta's son was durmada and durmada's son was racheta who had 100 sons i you will ask me you know why so many names are repeating again and again and again now go in this outer world and find out for yourself you know how many rajeshis are there how many britos <laughs> there are too many of them with you go to the directory you know you, the directory will be filled with sentils in this world rajeshis in this world everybody is there okay ha ah, yes aparajita also <laughs> so everybody's names are there so don't bother about it is just to get an idea how this whole thing is okay the son of setu was arabda arabda son was gandhara gandhara son was dharma dharma son was dhruta dhruta son was durmada durmada son was pracheta one word hundreds and the pracheta the son of pracheta <coughs> occupied the northern side of india which was devoid of vedic civilization and became king there yayati son second son was turvasu and from turvasu came vani the son of vani bhaga and bhaga became bhanuman the son of bhanuman was tiruvanu and his son was magnanimous karandhama karandhama son was maruta who had no sons and therefore adopted a son from the puru dynasty that is maharaj dushmantu as his own son maharaj dushmantu desiring to occupy the throne returned his original dynasty that is the puru dynasty even though he had accepted maruta as a father o maharaj parikshit let me now describe the dynasty of yadu the eldest son of maharaj yayati this description is supremely pious and it vanquishes the reactions of the sinful activities in human society simply by hearing the description one is freed from the sinful reaction so now we are going to the main character hero kahan se aaya okay supreme personality of god and krishna the super soul in the heart of all the living entities descended in his original form as a human being in the dynasty or the family of yadu yadu had four sons named sahasrajit krosta nala and ripu of these four the eldest sahasrajit had a son named satyajit who had three sons named mahayana renuhaya and hayaya the son of hayaya was dharma and the son of dharma was netra the father of kunti from kunti came a son named sohan sohanji from sohanji came mahishman and from mahishman brahatsena the son of brahatsena was known as durmada and dhanaka Dhanaka was the father of Krithavirya and also the Kritangani, Kritavarma and Kritauja. The son of Krithavirya was Arjun. Now you know where Krithavirya Arjun comes into the picture. Krithavirya Arjun is the main villain in the life of Parshuram. <laughs> He, Krithavirya, became the emperor of the entire world. 
consisting of the seven islands, he becomes, he he's got that Vardhan from Dathatraya. So he becomes the king of this entire world and received mystic powers from Dathatraya, the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus he obtained the mystic perfection known as Ashtasiddhi. He had all the powers, you know, Ashtasiddhi also. No other king in this world could equal Krithvirya Arjun in sacrifices, charity, austerity, mystic powers, education, strength and mercy. When you have all these powers, you know, you become very strong and great. For 85,000 years, Krithvirya Arjun, his name Kartavirya Arjun, continuously enjoyed material opulences and full body restraint and unimpaired memory. In other words, he enjoyed inexhaustible material opulences with his six senses. He is also called Sahasrahar Arjun because he had thousand hands. Of the one thousand sons of Kartavirya Arjun, only five remained alive after the fight of, with Parshuram. Their names was Jayadvaja, Surasena, Rashaba, Madhu and Urjita. Jayadvaja had a son named Talajanna who had one son, one hundred sons. All the Kshatriyas in the dynasty known as Talajangha were annihilated in the great powers received by Maharaj Sagara from the Arunavrishi. <coughs> of the son of Talajana, Vitihotra was the eldest. The son of Vitihotra named Madhu was celebrated son named Vrishni. Madhu had 100 sons of whom Vrishni was the eldest. The dynasty known as Yadava, Madhava and Vrishni had their origin from Yadu, Madhu and Vrishni. O Maharaj Parikshit, because Yadu, Madhu and Vrishni are each inaugurated a dynasty, their dynasties are known as Yadava, Madhava and Vrishni. The son of Yadu named Krosha had a son named Vrinjavan, the son of Vrinjavan was Swahita, the son of Swahita was Vishadgat, the Vishadgu's Chitrarata and the son of Chitrarata Sahasbindu, the greatly fortunate Sahasbindu who had a great mystic, possessed 14 opulences and was the owner of 14 great jewels. Thus he became the emperor of the world. The famous Sasabindu had 10,000 wives and by each he begot a lakh of sons. Therefore the number of his sons was 10,000 lakhs. <laughs> Among these many sons, six were the foremost such as Prithusrava and Prithukriti. The son of Prithusrava is known as Dharma and his son was known as Ushana. Ushana was the performer of 100 or sacrifices. The son of Yushana was Ruchaka, who had five sons, Purujit, Rukma, Rukmeshu, Prithu and Jayamada. Please hear of these sons from me. Jayamada had no son, but because he felt he was fearful of his wife, Saibya, he could not accept another wife. Jayamagha once took from the house of some royal enemy a girl who was a prostitute, but upon seeing her, Saibya was very angry and said to her husband, My husband, you cheater, who is this girl sitting upon the seat on the chariot? Jayamaga then replied, This girl will be your daughter-in-law. Upon hearing these joking words, Saibya smilingly replied. Saibya said, I am sterile and have no co-wife. How can this dot girl be my daughter-in-law? Please tell me. Jayamaga replied, My dear queen, I shall see that you indeed have a son and that this girl will be your daughter-in-law. Long, long ago, Jayamaga had satisfied the demigods and pitas by worshipping them. Now by their mercy, Jayamaga's words came true. Although Saibya was barren and by the grace of the demigod, she became pregnant and in due course of time gave birth to a child named Vidharva. From the girl's birth, from the child's birth, the girl has been accepted as a daughter-in-law and therefore Vidharva actually married her when he grew up. So we have come to the end of this particular chapter. It's called the dynasties of the son of Yayati.
so we shall stop over here and the next time onwards we shall take up another story all right so till then i shall take your i i shall take your leave and you have a very good day because we have some back to back things going on so <laughs> next time what we will do is we will do the story of krishna the beginning of the chapter uh, we'll do the last chapter in ninth canto and then we'll begin the new chapter in 10th canto which will be the the real beginning of krishna stories i know today you must be thinking you know क्रेडिट्स रोल हो रहे हैं मैं क्या करूं यहाँ बैठ के पिक्चर में पिक्चर होता तो मैं चला जाता बाहर यू अंडरस्टैंड यू नो वेन द क्रेडिट्स आर रोलिंग यू नीड टू सी सम नाइस सॉन्ग एट द साइड देन यू विल स्टे फॉर द क्रेडिट्स जस्ट ना द क्रेडिट्स आर रोलिंग देर इज नो नाइस सीनरी अराउंड यू सो यू फील बोर्ड यू फील लाइक स्लीपिंग सो डोंट वरी इट्स ओके डज नॉट मैटर ऑल राइट सो